Please turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3, as we enter into a new year, I want to talk about letting go of the past and focusing forward. Hallelujah. It's no secret that each one of us, in various ways, have had a very challenging year. Uh, and uh, in times like these, it is important to keep our focus uh, on what's important. And the place to begin is in Philippians chapter 3. And I want to read just two verses today in verses 13 and 14. So we're, I'm, I'm dealing, first of all, with what are we to do in this new year. The Apostle Paul says, brethren, this is Philippians 3.13. He says, brethren, uh, let me start that. He says, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. I want you to notice that he is focused. This is one thing he does. Okay, he says, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. He says in verse 14, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, I could preach for hours on these verses, <laughs> but I'm going to behave myself because uh, there's a lot of things I want to cover today. Um, and, and the first thing I want you to notice, and I really need everybody, you know, everybody watching this to get this, and that is, he says, he, he realizes that there is one thing that is important in our lives. And that is to forget the things that hold us back in our past. You know, it's great to reminisce. You know, I'm, I'm looking back on the year and I, I remember a lot of blessings that came our way. Uh, throughout this pandemic, God has just been there. You know? <laughs> Hallelujah. And uh, there's lots of wonderful testimonies and uh, just so much to rejoice about. But, I, you know, there are other people that, you know, they look back and all they see is the glass half empty. You don't know, know one of those people, okay? You know, they only see what didn't happen for them and how bad it was. And yes, I do acknowledge that some people have been going through some very difficult things. I get that, family. I do. And I've been praying for you. <laughs> Amen. And I've been believing that those things turn around for your good. Amen. And then God does miracles in your life. But I also need you to do something, and that is to let go of those things. You know, we need to let go of anything that holds us back. Because I believe, family, with all of my heart, God has some tremendous things for our future. And He requires us to cooperate with Him. <laughs> okay? We need to get on board with this. We need to look forward. We need to say, yes, Lord. You lead me. You direct me. You say and I'll do. Hallelujah. Uh, you don't say and I argue. <laughs> Amen? You say and I do. Hallelujah. And that has to be our attitude. Moving forward. Focusing forward. Keeping our eyes on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I want you to notice, he says, I press toward the goal. So notice he, does, he says, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching forward. You know when you reach forward, you have to make an effort. That's why, and not only does he reach forward, but he says he presses. You know when you press something, you are, you are making an effort, aren't you? Amen? And he says, I press toward the goal for the prize. See, he is pressing he is moving forward. He is stretching. He is going for something. He isn't just doing nothing. He, it is, he's got his eyes. You know, people have said that he, he's got his eyes on the prize. <laughs> you know, okay, he sees what he's aiming for. He sees what God has called him to. And I want you to notice, he tells you what the prize is. He says, for the prize of the upward call of God. You know, that is what God has called him to. Do you know everything that God calls you to is upward? 
Oh, stuff we do goes down, <laughs> okay? But everything that God calls us to is upward. It is something that will do something good in your life, and not only in your life, but other people's lives as well. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, <clears throat> how are we to do this? Well, let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. I want to give you the what to do, the how to do it, a couple of things to remember, and then I'll finish. <laughs> right? So, how are we to do this? Ephesians chapter 6. I want to read in verses 10 through 18, because this is something else that I want to bring to your attention in this coming year. As much as we are to forget those things that are behind us and press toward the prize ahead of us, how do we do this? We need to do it in prayer. We need to have our armor on. We need to know that God is with us. Amen? Ephesians chapter 6, uh, the Apostle Paul writes in verses 10 through 18. You know these verses? He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Now, the reason I brought this up is I, a lot of people being a little bit weak, okay? You know, there's this been pandemic and everybody's just kind of... And, you know, it has actually taken a physical toll on people. I have noticed a lot of people just not up to where they normally were. They're feeling tired, they're feeling worn out, you know, and I think there's a lot of mental strain as well. And so I believe, you know, with all the things that are going on, we need to remember this verse. We need to remember that we are not to be strong in ourselves, but we need to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. Amen. I love, those are strong words. Those are powerful words, aren't they? And then he goes and says in verse 11, he says, Put on the whole armor of God. I want you to notice, he didn't say put on a few things and you can leave the rest behind. Just grab your shield, brother. Just hang it behind that shield of faith, brother. That's all you need. Is not what he says. He says, listen, the whole armor is needed. You need everything. And so he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, I think we have been seeing a lot of that recently. There's been a lot of wiles, <laughs> you know? a lot of schemes, a lot of plans, and just a lot of things that the enemy has been throwing against us. And I want you to know this, notice this, that he says that we need the armor of God in order to be able to stand against all the things that the enemy does. Amen. And verse 12. Now, again, i got to stop here for a second. Notice he didn't say put up with stuff. <laughs> okay? He didn't say, you know, put on the whole armor of God and just put up with things. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may, you may be able to stand against. We are to stand against things, family. That's why we need to pray. That's why we need to focus on God. Amen? That's why we need to forget those things, you know, those things that are holding us back. We need to forget those things behind us and press forward to what God has for us. And he says again in verse 12, he says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So he's letting us know now that our fight is not a natural fight. He says, but against principalities, against powers, against rules of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Now, can I just stop here for a second and let you know this is where everything comes from. You know, we may see a virus down here. We may see disease and sickness and poverty and everything else, but all of it has its origins in the spirit. All of it started because of something in the spirit went wrong. Amen. And so that's the reason why. And he's telling us who was behind it all. He's telling us it was a devil. 
and we know that, okay, from Genesis chapter 3. All right, and so I want you to notice, he says, but notice he says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but, can I add the word, we do wrestle against, because he's going, we don't wrestle against it, but we do do something. We do wrestle against principalities and powers and so on. So once you notice that we are in a fight family, otherwise we don't need armor. Horse for effect, <laughs> okay? It's so important. I think sometimes we just kind of lay back and we say, well, God, you just do your thing and I'll just be here and I'll just believe that whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Que sera, sera. No, <laughs> okay? He says, man, don't do stuff like that. That's how people die. You know what I mean? We worry something. We sort of think, well, how come that person who's a Christian died? Well, they didn't do this. A lot of times they're not standing against the devil. They're just rolling over and say, well, come kill me. Put whatever you want on me. Amen. And you know, it is a fight to come against those things that the whole world, all the medical people are saying, you got to do this and you have to have that. And you, you know, and I, listen, I'm not against anything to do with doctors or anything. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about anything that comes to erode your faith. You do what you have to do in faith. Did you all get that? Amen. I'm not going to say any more than that. <laughs> okay. And verse 13, he says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. And verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having girdled, uh, girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. You know, th th these are really important things, family. I want you to notice, first of all, he mentions truth. You know, we really need to find out from God what the truth is regarding everything in our life. You know, we need to be careful that we're... Now, I have to word this very carefully. Don't be led one way or the other by things that people are saying. Okay, you go to God and you find out the truth for you. Can I say that again? You need to find out the truth for you. And then you do what God tells you to do. I can't have a revelation. Listen to me. I, I need to take a minute here. I can't have a revelation of something and then tell you to do something that I have a revelation on. Because I've got the faith for it. You don't. If I tell you to do something that God gave me a revelation of and he said you need to do this and I got the faith to go with it, then I need to do that. But if I come and tell you now, listen, God told me we, we should be doing this, so you should be doing it as well, and you don't have the faith for it, do you know what? You're going to pay for that. You are, not, you are not going to have the same result that I did because God spoke to me. God needs to speak to you. So wherever you are, whatever is going on right now, please make sure God talks to you about what you need to do. Don't let people get in your ear. Make sure that God's talking to you. Amen? One way or the other. I told you, I'm not on either side of this one. All right, <clears throat> so getting back to this. The second thing he mentions here is he says, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Do you know, this is one of the things I feel like the enemy attacks us on. See, this is 1 John 1, 9. If we acknowledge or confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and what? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Your breastplate covers your heart. And that's where the power is. That's where Jesus said, if you believe with your heart, you can move mountains in your life. Amen. And one of the things that the devil attacks is not our faith. He attacks our righteousness. 
He comes and says, oh, what makes you think that God's going to listen to you? What makes you think that anything you pray is ever going to happen? Yeah, the Bible says that, but you know what you've done. Because the devil's usually there helping you. <laughs> okay? And he knows in detail what he got you to do that's going to negate and cause a problem with every prayer you're going to pray now. And you're sitting there thinking, yeah, but maybe I shouldn't be. And I, sh I don't really deserve this. And hey, can I just stop you right there? Nobody deserves anything. If you think you deserve it, you're in trouble. Hello. <laughs> okay? We don't deserve anything. Okay? What we have is because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Now, listen to me. If that's why we receive things, then if we confess our sin, if we acknowledge our sin, 1 John 1, 9, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which means our breastplate of righteousness is solid. It will take whatever height hits are thrown at it and it will come through. Shining K, I mean, it will be there. And I, I don't have the words to describe the power that is in that thing. And, and family, we need to understand that when we approach the throne room of God, we need to do it with all humility and boldness. Come boldly to the throne of grace, but in humility. Do you know what the boldness is? It's not arrogance. It's knowing what belongs to you. It's saying, God, I know I don't deserve this. But in your great love for me, you gave it to me anyway. And so the most humbling thing I can do is receive something from you that I know I don't deserve. Oh, hallelujah. That's humility. Amen. That's the breastplate of righteousness. All right, let's move on. I didn't want to preach on all this. <coughs> Moving on. Um, <clears throat> He goes on to say in verse 15, And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Yeah, let me take a moment here. Be careful when you're ministering the gospel that you're not making enemies of everybody. You know, some people go out there and the way that they minister the gospel. I know the first person I met at university. They came up and said to me, Are you a Christian? I said, Yes, and I was. Okay, I'm full on. He goes, How do you know? I don't want to hit him. I have, I'm sorry, okay, I was, I hadn't crucified the flesh yet. So anyway, so, you know, the way, the people can be so rude. And instead of saying, oh, hallelujah, praise God, that's lovely, brother. You know, when did you get saved or whatever? No, it wasn't that, how do you know? I know where he was coming from. I know that religious spirit when I hear it. I know they want to hear the words, oh, because Romans 10.9 says, if you confess the Lord Jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saying, I knew that when I didn't tell him. I'm sorry, I was a little unsanctified that day. I said, I just know, how do you know? <laughs> okay. you, know that's the, you know, that wasn't the gospel of peace. Hello, okay, that's the gospel of strife. We are to, we are to be peace. Makers. All right, we don't stir up strife. And so, you know, you need to always be ready to minister to people, but in love. Amen. And, you know, when they finish with you, they should feel better off. They should feel higher than they've ever felt before because you have introduced them to the most high God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, play on words there. But anyway. <clears throat> Getting back to this, and he says, and this is really, you know, this is one of the verses I want to get to. Notice verse 16, he says, above all, above all, taking the shield of faith, 
with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You know, this is where you need to believe, family. This is faith. This is when, you know, the enemy attacks and you say, yes, but God is more than able and God lives in me, so I am more than able. See how that works? Don't stop at line one. You have to get all the way through line three. (laughs) Okay? No point. God is able. Then what happens to you? You need to remember he is able. He lives in you. Therefore, you are able. Amen. All right, moving on. And he says here again, above all, taking the shield of faith with which, with which, I got to slow down, you will be able to quench, quench all the fiery doubts of the wicked one. I want you to notice the word quench. He didn't say so you'll be able to take all the darts and go, yep, I have seen so many pictures with, you know, with Christians with a shield and there's all these you know, arrows, darts is arrows by the way, okay? All these arrows stuck on the shield and it says the shield of faith. It is not quenching them. You're taking a hit, dude, okay? Quenching them is putting them out. It's they hit your shield and it doesn't dent it one bit and it isn't stuck to your shield either. Okay, the thing hits it and bounces off. Just like when, when the devil says, oh, you're not the righteousness of God. You, you know, you can't have this, you can't have that. And you say, no, God said that he shall supply all of my need according to his riches and glory. See, you have quenched that dart. You have shut it down, you have cut it to the ground. Amen. Are you liking the New Year's message? (laughs) Sorry, okay. Listen, I want to get you going. I want to charge up your engine. I want you to charge this year. I don't want you to start out, you know, kind of mealy mouth. I don't know what's going to happen this year. Don't do stuff like that. (sighs) Back to this. All right. Aren't you glad you tuned in? Okay, so (laughs) he goes in to say, verse 17. And take the helmet of... I still haven't got to the verse I want to get to, by the way. All right? Verse 18 is the one I want to get to. <laughs> anyway, these are good verses along the way. Verse 17, and he says, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You need the Word of God. You don't need what brother so-and-so said. You need what the Bible said. Now, if the so and brother so-and-so quote the Bible, that's fantastic. But you need what the Bible says. You need to know where, where the verse is. You need to be able to stand on the word of God and be able to declare that word from your heart. Amen? A sword is only a sword when it comes from your heart. If the word isn't coming from your heart, then it isn't a sword. This is about saying, 1 Peter 2.24 says, By his stripes I was healed. That's what I believe. What do you believe? <laughs> you know? Okay? That is now a sword. That is something that will attack the enemy, will attack whatever is trying to come at you. That's the word of God. That's a sword. Okay, now verse 18. So let me just go back to what I was saying before. Remember again, you know, we're talking about forgetting the past and reaching forward to the things that are ahead of us, pressing towards that goal. Amen? The prize of the upward call uh, of God. Verse 18, he's saying praying, and this needs to be our commitment to God that we pray, that we have a prayer life, that we have fellowship with God. I'm not talking about religious prayer. I'm talking about prayer that is constant, that you are... Do you understand talking to God is prayer? That's all it is, okay? Communicating with God, or the, the better word is communing with God. That covers a whole range of things, by the way, all right? When you're communing with God, 
you're talking, you're listening, you're, you're, you're following instructions, whatever the case is, you know, you're worshiping Him, all of that is communing with God, okay? And I want you to know that that's something that we need to commit to do in this coming year. As much as there are things going on around us, we need God more than ever right now. And we need to be plugged into God more than ever right now. And the more plugged into God we'll be, the more protected we'll be, the more provided for we'll be. Amen. Amen. And all the things that God has for us will come into our life. Amen. And family, we, we, we cannot miss out on anything right now. Praise God. Verse 18 again says, and this is how you do it. He's saying, I want you to notice the words praying always. He didn't say praying off and on. No. <laughs> okay. He's saying praying always. Well, brother, how do you pray always? You know, I got to go to work and I got to do this and I got to, how can I be praying always? No, listen, listen, listen. See, you, this goes back to your definition of prayer. If your definition of prayer is, you know, you always have to go and kneel and, and that's fantastic. Please do that. Okay. But if your definition of prayer is that's it, then it's wrong. Remember that prayer, we're, doing, we're going to be doing a prayer course, by the way. I've finished it. Uh, I, I think it's extraordinary. Uh, sorry, this is me blowing my own trumpet. Okay, never mind. I, I don't really like it, okay? <laughs> so anyway, but one of the things you're going to learn is it is communing with God. And you can be talking and you should be talking to God all the time. You know, I, 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 I like to uh, just uh, relate to you something that my dad says. He's here in the audience, he's uh, in the audience of one plus my family, okay. <laughs> um, but, you know, he always says that first thing in the morning he wakes up and he says, good morning God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He says good morning to all three of them, you don't miss neither of them. And then he says, you tell me what I'm doing today. See, that's communing with God, that's praying always. Do you understand? Wherever he goes, whatever he does, we all should do the same thing. We should always be communicating with God. That, that's when God says, whoa, don't do this. You're listening to him. It's not like you left God in the prayer closet and he's got his little face pressed against the door waiting for you to come back to the closet because that's where you left him. No, <laughs> okay? He's with you wherever you go. Even when you're doing things you shouldn't be doing, he's still there. Hello. Just as much as when people hurt you and, you know, do bad things and you, you say, God, you know, you know what's going on. He goes, yes, I'm here. I haven't left. I'm always with you. Amen. Works both ways. Amen. Amen. So that's what this means when it says praying always. So that's really what I want. I've got so much more to go. I've got to get through this quicker. But I w maybe we'll do a part two. Is that surprising you? Anyway, so <laughs> but I want you to notice something. He says praying always with all prayer. It says all manner of prayer, some other versions. And supplication in the Spirit. I want you to notice that it is in the Spirit. That's the way we pray. We don't pray in the flesh. We pray in the Spirit. Amen. We are always connected to God. And remember, God is Spirit. Therefore, when we are connected to God and we're praying, we are automatically praying in the Spirit. And I want you to notice, he says, praying always with all prayer and supplications, all kinds of prayer, which means you have prayer of agreement. You know, we're always doing that at home. You know, somebody calls and we go, oh, agree with me, so this happened. So we prayed the prayer of agreement. There are other times when, you know, somebody might say, well, oh, you know, when we're praying over the food, we just pray all the time, just in different ways. To us, it's a conversation with God. It's not this huge religious thing. We're just conversing with God con constantly. And we're saying, oh, Lord, so by the way, you know, help them. And pr we're praying over them and we're keeping them. You know when you say you're keeping somebody in prayer? Do you know what you're doing? You're, you've got them in your thoughts. 
You're not constantly going, oh, you know, praying, praying, praying with your mouth. You've got them in your thoughts. You've got them in your heart. And you are applying your faith towards something. Amen. Are you all doing that? No, okay, never mind. All right, you should be doing that. Okay, all right? That's how you can pray always, with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And he says, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. You know, we ought to pray for everybody we know. Amen. Hallelujah. I think that's tremendous. Now, this is how we are to fight the urge to look back. Fight the urge to feel sorry for ourselves, okay? And instead, remember the God who loves us and has a future for us. We need to remember the God who loves us and has a future for us, but who does require our cooperation. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. The Apostle Paul did this so well and wrote about it here in Romans 8, beginning in verse 35. I'm going to read through to verse 37. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Notice that. He's asking a question. He says, can I, can I say it? You know, people read the Apostle Paul like, you know, who shall separate us from me? Wasn't that a religious dude? It really saddens me. You know, this is the Apostle Paul. <laughs> Shakes off, snakes off his arm. And, you know, I mean, this guy is just out there, okay? And he's the one that got Stephen stoned, by the way. And I'm not talking about in the bar, you know, drunk, okay? Killed the guy. He was very zealous in what he was doing. And I can just see the Apostle Paul saying, who shall, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You know, he's kind of making a, <laughs> he's throwing out a challenge there. He goes, tell me. Like Bruce Lee. Wah! You know, okay, all right? Uh, I really need you to get this. He says, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or wickedness, or excuse me, nakedness or peril or sword or virus, No, brother, it's not in there. Yeah, I put that one in, okay? (laughs) All right? Because a lot of people are are feeling like, God, don't you care? No, he cares. You have faith, he will look after you. Of course, if you say he doesn't care, you're in trouble, (laughs) right? This is not the time to kind of go to God. Oh, you don't care. That's how you get a virus, all right? Just don't do stuff like that. So I want you to notice he said, notice that, but notice how he starts this. Notice the focus. Notice the point he's making. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? See, it's all about love, all right? And he goes through the list, and then he says in verse 36, I want you to see the words as it is written. It didn't say this was true for him. He says, as it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. He didn't say we were sheep for the slaughter. Because everybody sits on verse 36 and goes, yeah, brother, yeah, that's me. I'm that little sheep taken to the slaughter. And they're going <laughs> to okay, stop doing stuff like that. Please read the next verse. He hasn't finished. He says, yet. He says, can I, can I paraphrase? He goes, regardless of what they say, regardless of what they think. He says, yet in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. More than conquerors of what, family? More than conquerors of nakedness and peril and all the list he gave us. Famine and persecution and distress, sword, virus, okay, whatever. We are more than conquerors. Now watch, through him who loved us. 
In other words, he's saying the reason that I, don't, I know that I will overcome all of this, that I am more than a conqueror, is because I know God won't let me fail. If I have my faith in him, he has got my back and my front and everything else. <laughs> Amen. Remember, we talked about the armor. You got to put that stuff on. All right. So I've said here that God has given us everything necessary to live an overcoming life in the year ahead. Can I get an amen on that, please? Amen. But it will require us to trust God and live a life of faith. And why the Apostle John says in 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, as we're bringing this to a conclusion, he says, whatever is born of God, he says, can I add the words here, has the potential to overcome the world. You may not know it, but that's the thing. That's why God said in Hosea, I think 4, 6, where he said, my people are destroyed, not they don't, that because they're powerless, because they, they lack knowledge. They don't know that they have it. Amen. So I'm letting you know you got it, okay? He says, whatever is born of God, you are whatever. He says, overcomes the world. And no, watch this now. This is the victory that over, has overcome the world, our faith. Notice that he ties in uh, victory with faith, I was going to put it the other way around, but let me do it in the way that the Apostle John puts it here. He ties in victory. He says, this is the victory. What's the victory that overcomes? It's our faith. Our faith is meant to be victorious. Our faith is meant to bring victory. Our faith is the thing. That's why, you know, Hebrews says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. You all understand why now? Because everything works by faith. Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, if you believe what you say, that's faith. Then you have whatever you say. But if you don't, can I add, you won't. <laughs> okay? All right. In verse 5, he goes into clarify. I mean, first John 5, 5. He says, who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And you all believe that. If you don't, confess it now. Okay? <laughs> this is a good time to get saved. That's it. That's your way in. Hallelujah. So, let me conclude with Ephesians chapter 2. You have been raised up and designed and destined for great things. So don't let the devil lie to you and get you off course. Amen? In fact, the Apostle Paul now says here, Ephesians chapter 2, I want to read a, a fair few verses. He says in verses 4 through 10, listen to these verses. He says, but God, Ephesians 2, 4, who is rich in mercy. He didn't say rich in judgment. He says, but God who is rich in mercy. I love those words. Because of his great love with which he loved us. I want you to notice it's his love and he has loved us with it. I really need to hear these words, family, because a lot of times we think that we have to do something in order to earn God's love. I want you to see that God is love and God is looking to love someone. And all he's asking us to do is let him love us. Isn't that beautiful? Because of his great love with which he loved us. Verse 5. Even when we were dead in our trespasses. Even before we knew Jesus Christ as Lord. Even when we were doing very, very bad things. <laughs> okay, And saying very, very bad things against the Lord. Do you know he still loved you when you were dead in your trespasses? And it says, has made us alive together with Christ. He says, by grace have you been saved. I love that. 
He said, it wasn't works that did it. He says, by grace have you been saved. And then he goes and says, and raised us up together. I love these verses. Verse 6, Ephesians 2, 6. And raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That is where you are today. That's the reason why you have so much to look forward to. You are seated in a privileged place right now. You are not trying to get there. Family, listen to me. You are not trying to get to this place. You are already there. And you need to live your life from there. Did you hear me? Hallelujah. You need to remember that you have already been raised up. That you are already seated with Christ in heavenly places. That the devil is under your feet. And he says, has made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Did you see all of that? Notice it said exceeding, okay? I mean, his grace is already rich right now. Can you imagine what exceeding is? I can't. Honestly, I cannot. As much as I can imagine, God will go further. Hallelujah, because that's why he's God, okay? Notice, in his kindness toward us. Not his wrath, not his anger, but his kindness toward us in Christ. Verse 8, now he goes on and he says, For by grace have you been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Verse 10, I want to finish here. He says, for we are his workmanship. You know, the New Living Translation says, God's masterpiece. Oh, don't you love that? I love that. He says, for we are God's masterpiece. Praise God. Created in Christ Jesus for, doesn't say average works, stuff that might just get you there. It says for good works. You know, when God finished, he said it was good. You know, God's good goes beyond our imagination. Okay? I mean, he created the whole universe and said that's good. Okay? And that's the kind of good that he's talking about. This isn't a mealy mouth good. This is one of those good. I mean, it's extraordinary good. Hallelujah. And he says for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen, listen to me, family, as I close. This is God's desire for you in the coming year. And I pray that you walk in the fullness of God and all of His blessings so that you are not only blessed yourself, but so that you can be a blessing to all those around you. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you today for each and every individual that is watching this Father online. And I just thank you, Father. Wherever they are, you are there with them. And I thank you, Father, that whatever their needs are, that you are the God of more than enough. Hallelujah. And I thank you also, Father, for the coming year. I pray for each of them, Father, that in the coming year, that every blessing will come upon them and overtake them. I thank you for your divine protection over this coming year, Lord. I thank you that you will not only look after them, but all of the things that belong to them as well. I thank you, Father, that the enemy will not be able to come and steal anything from them. I thank you instead, Father, that you will pour out, Father, blessing upon blessing upon blessing into their life. That, Father, they will have a year that will be extraordinary. And it will stand out from all the others. And, Father, a year that each and every one of them will be rejoicing, praising, and thanking you, God. 
It is a fact that the darker things get, the brighter we shine. And it is our time to shine right now. And I thank you, Father, that each and every individual shines in this coming year. And also that your face shines upon them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so very much for joining us online. And we will see you in person next week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.